0: So this little episode is going to have a bit of everything. We're going to talk about bras, Zurich, automatic millionaire, and a possible black widow old lady. Keep listening to hear the stories behind each of these. Hey, welcome to the Good Space Podcast. If you've stumbled upon this mini-sode episode, then you are listening to one of our favorite segments of the week. We decided to add a second episode every Thursday so that there could be some lightness and fun and non-pressure episodes that you can listen to throughout the week. So sometimes it'll be honest thoughts, some insights or deep thinking that we've come across or it might even be just literally random rambling. So let us know which of the segments or kinds of episodes that you like, because whatever it is that you like, we will make more of. So I hope you enjoy this. I'm actually just laying on my bed and I'm going to talk about something random. A few other things that I just came into my mind during the day. And so here we go. Let's see if this resonates with anyone. This morning, I was racing to meet my husband at his office to give him something that he had forgot to uh, take with him to work. And I was getting dressed and I thought about the bras that I have gotten recently. I got these new bras from this older Jewish woman in my neighborhood that owns this really nice boutique. And their whole thing is that they fit you. So like, They fit everything perfectly to your body, to your size, and it's supposed to be this amazing experience. And so I did this months ago, thanks to a friend who recommended it to me. And let me just tell you that good fitting bras are seriously the best thing ever. Ever since I wore them, I feel like I just bought whatever I could find at the store or like even Victoria's Secret, like they kind of fit you, which is great if, you know, that's, if that works for you. But I am telling you, I have there is not a day gone by that I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I'm so grateful that I went to like this boutique experience because when people know what they're doing, it really makes a huge difference. Like most days, I don't even realize that I'm wearing anything like that's how comfortable and fitted to my body it is like so comfortable. Like there have been a few times where I'll be out in the city and I'll be and I'll gasp and I'm like, oh. I forgot to wear a bra and I was like, oh, wait, no, I, I have one on because it feels literally like my skin. Anyways, super random. But if you get a chance to go to an actual boutique where someone's a legit professional fitting you in your bra, please do it. Give yourself that gift to the world um, and to yourself. And if you don't like to wear them, cool, that's fine too. But just in case you do, definitely recommend it. All right. So we are going to Zurich soon. You might've heard of this already on my email, but my husband's job is taking us to Zurich from October to December. So about three months and we actually lived there 2015 to 2018. And so it's going to be really cool to go back to see how it feels being there with us, having our situation changed. Um, we've changed as people, we love living in New York city. And knowing we're only going to go back for three months, I'm just so curious how it's going to feel and if we're going to want to move there maybe in the future that I think that's like the big question mark is like, okay, we love New York City, but if we go back to Zurich, are we going to want to move there Um, permanently in the future? It's definitely a long shot because even though we love Zurich, it's just much easier being stateside with friends, family, and you just feel more connected um but my favorite favorite things about the city is the chocolate the cheese no surprise there right and their way of living so most of their food doesn't travel further than like a 10 or 20 mile radius switzerland you know is so strong about their neutrality and their independence that almost everything that they have is local if it can be and if not they tell you where it's come from like if you go into Burger King, there's a list on the side of the wall by the cash registers that will say your tomato came from Italy, your lettuce came from France. And like, they literally will tell you what every ingredient where it came from, which is super cool. They outlaw the red dye 40 that the States has in abundance. And a friend of mine who is allergic to that dye, she can eat anything that's red in Switzerland because she knows that they don't allow it. So There's just like all these little things and details about the country that really make you feel taken care of. And like the quality of life is great. They have really strict labor laws, like lawyers can't work over 45 hours. And that is a very personal, awesome thing for my life because my husband's a lawyer. And so he is less stressed when he's working there. Um, Sometimes he can be a little more stressed, but like overall he can't work past 45 hours, which in New York, that's, there is no limit. So um, we love that. And like the train station, uh, the train stations, I guess I should say, but the Hauptbahnhof is like the main one. And it is literally spotless. It is so clean. And so many people in the past have (laughs) told me how much they can't believe how clean the city is when they see it on Instagram. And like the city workers legitly clean the garbage cans. I saw someone while I was waiting for my tram. I saw a city worker, literally like there was soap and water and like suds on the trash can. And I was like, I can't believe it. I've never seen this before. Anyway, I don't mean to drag on about this one particular thing, but if there's anything you want me to share or cover while I'm in Switzerland or in Zurich, email me at francesca at com. Or you can direct message me on Instagram, and we'll make sure those links are in the show notes so you don't have to try to write this down or figure out where to find me. Right now, I am plowing through Automatic Millionaire by David Bach. It's a book that my friend Katie recommended to me. And what's cool about this book is even though it was written in 2004, it's so relevant now. I'm pretty sure he's updated it since then, but the tips that he gives you is so practical and actionable and doable for any person with any amount of income that they're really timeless tips. And I'm so happy to have picked this up. And if you are looking to have a quick boost of inspiration and manage your own wealth and grow it in an easy and doable way, then you should definitely read this book. So again, everything he said isn't super revolutionary or a get rich quick scheme. But he gives you tips that proves will help you become wealthy in the long run that you wouldn't even think about and that a lot of people don't commonly practice. It's like what Brendan Brouchard said, that common sense isn't common practice. I bet if you do the small little things that David Bach mentions in this book, you will find yourself having way more money than you ever expected because it's really in the consistent habits that we have, right? That make the life that you want. And so he talks about the consistent wealth and money habits that you can have that are awesome. Um, he even shows examples of people who don't make much money, but become a millionaire. Um, a lot of it comes down to what you're investing your money in, in the small little things each day, which is so crazy to think about, but it's true. You're, the small little things actually do add up. For one example, there was a New York radio host who tried David Bach's suggestion to track everything he spent in two weeks. And the radio host ended up questioning his life because he realized he'd been spending $50 a day on eating out. He didn't even realize that's how much he was spending. And in New York City, that's actually super easy to do and pretty common. Things are really expensive here. Um, So it doesn't seem crazy to me at all. So he realized he was spending at least $1,400 a month or something around that number on eating out. And then when you do the math over the years that he had been doing that, he could have saved or invested like 60 or 20 grand. I don't know the insane number, but he was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that my eating out lost my investment of 20 or 60 grand into my future. And I was just like, so cool to see the author anchor the effects of our actions in real life. Like it's not intangible. You can actually see and understand how that would happen, um, which is really cool. So every time you eat out, every time you buy a candy bar, every time you buy something else, you are making that a liability to your future wealth. So it made me think of my purchases differently. So now when I buy something, I think to myself, is this worth taking away this amount of money for my future wealth, making this a liability versus an asset? And most wealthy people think like this. They truly do. They think, okay, how can I make my money work for me? How can I put it into an investment? And then when they grow the wealth to a certain amount, the interest accrued from that investment, they live off of it. And so any other money they get extra from that, they can spend elsewhere. And it's really a cool, cool concept. Yes, if you <laughs> essentially, if you wanna grow your wealth, you need to get this book. So what I gathered from this book and what you can do as well is if you choose not to eat out, or not buy a candy bar, put whatever money you would have just spent on it into investments, into savings, into retirement. So today, when I was walking f- from the subway to my apartment, I passed by like my favorite grocery store and a few other places I like to get snacks from. And I literally would have gone in and bought something, but because of this book, I was like, oh, Okay, I I was just about to spend $10 there. I should put that into my investments. Oh, I was just going to spend $5 there. Okay, I'm going to put that in savings instead. So it's almost like you you see it, I don't know. I'm just rambling now, but again, this is a ramble episode. So anyways, on to the next. Okay, so this last one is so funny and so random, but I was like I have to share this. So My parents called me today on the way to like a quick day trip that they were going to with my brother. And (laughs) they told me they went to dinner at this place. So they live in Tucson. So they're on the West Coast um, in Arizona. And they always like to go out to all these fun restaurants. And they started talking to this lady who said that she had been married seven times. And my mom said, Oh, I'm so sorry to hear. I'm sure divorce is so tough to go through. And then the lady said, No, they all died. This last one, I was glad he died because he was a pain in my rear. And then they watched her the rest of the evening talking to every single guy that she could. And of course, my mom was just like, Oh my gosh, how is she not being questioned for like seven husbands dying, like not divorcing, not going to jail? Like they literally all died. So crazy, right? I'm like there there cannot like I just don't see a way that she was innocent in all seven of her husband dying. <laughs> I don't know, maybe she was old enough, like maybe she was an old enough lady that it was just old age, but I was like, "Mom, why didn't you ask her how they died, or like and my mom said, "I don't know what kind of person she is. who knows?" So I just kind of like scooted out of the conversation and went the other way. Anywho, I would love to know your thoughts. If you heard someone was married seven times and all seven of the husbands died, what would you think? All right. I hope you have a good day or night or weekend or week whenever you're listening.